handoff to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Hughes hole. He's at the 30. He's going to go. 10, 5, touchdown. Jonathan Taylor made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Pater. And a one-handed INT. Are you kidding me? Kenny Moore. What a play by Naheem Hines. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Free agency is right on the doorstep, everybody. It's going to be a great time. We've been continuously breaking down each position of need for the Indianapolis Colts. And we got another banger here for you today. And this time, we are talking about the tight end group, okay? There's been a lot of talk about the Colts wanting to upgrade potentially at this spot. few names here that could potentially do that. couple names that, you know, they're good plug-ins just because they know Carson Wentz and Frank Reich. We'll get into that, but the first name we have for you is a guy that has been linked to the Colts from the very beginning of this free agency period, and that was Zach Ertz. Carson Wentz's old best reliable option and Frank Reich's best option many, many years ago when he was with the Philadelphia Eagles. So 6'5", 250 pounds, going to turn 31 in November of this next year. Mm -hmm. Uh, His last season and a season where Philadelphia was trash, had 36 catches for 335 yards and one touchdown. Uh, don't forget in 2017, 2018, and 2019 was a pro bowler in all of those years. I mean, it's it's one thing, Cody, you and I have continuously heard from people that, you know, Zach Ertz has really fallen off. Like, he is not the same player he once was. I mean, this is the same guy that in 2019, he was a pro bowler. That, that dude had 88 catches for 916 yards and six touchdowns. While also playing with a lacerated kidney, I'll remind people of that. The same kind of injury that Luck played through for a couple games before, you know, having to get that surgically fixed. I mean, th- this is a tough son of a gun. And I mean, regardless of how good he can still be, I still think that if you plug him into this kind of system, he could be for a lot cheaper than what some people would originally think. And, you know, he'd probably give you similar, if not better, production than what some of these other wide receivers are giving us now. Yeah, and, you know, looking at Zach Ertz, obviously you got the connection with Reich, you got the connection with Wentz, like you mentioned. Uh, My biggest question is, is it going to require you to trade for him? Because the Eagles haven't released him yet, so it would require you trading something for him at this point unless he does get released here in the coming days, which very much could happen still. But, yeah, I mean, you look at it, he's been such a productive player. He's still only 31 years old, like – that's not young, but that's not like old either. And, you know, just one bad season. A lot of people just look at like the season before, like, and just say, oh, this player's trash just because of one down year. Mm-hmm. Well, a change of scenery, reuniting with his off- old offensive coordinator, his old quarterback, all this stuff. For me, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense on that front. And if and I feel like if any team can resurrect or get players back to where they were, it seems like it's been the Indianapolis Colts here recently. I mean, best example of that was Xavier Rhodes last year. I mean, people were saying this dude's trash. The Colts made a terrible decision signing him. Look what happened. He was one of the better corners in football. And so the Colts have this tendency to, to get the most out of players. 
And, you know, looking at Zach Ertz, he's not going to cost as much as some of these other guys. If you do indeed sign him from a contract standpoint, he's going to, he can potentially offer you, he has a lot of upside. I feel like that, like people aren't seeing because of that 2020 season. Like you mentioned, he was a three-time pro bowler the, you know, the last three years before that. So I like Zach Ertz quite a lot. I do. And I think if you can get him at a pretty reasonable discount, it's definitely an upgrade. He's definitely the most talented, probably tight end and the most accomplished tight end that you can get out of this uh, free agency slash trade class here in 2021. Yep, totally. All right, let's go to the name that I think most of Colts Nation is in agreement here is the top tight end target that the Colts could acquire, and that is Jonu Smith, the tight end from the Tennessee Titans. This guy was drafted in the third round of the 2017 NFL Draft, and I mean, this guy has, again, been the model of consistency and the model of improvement for the Tennessee Titans. I mean, you just look at these numbers. 2017 had 18 catches for 157 yards, two touchdowns. 2018 had 20 catches for 258 yards and uh, three touchdowns. And 2019 had 35 catches for 450 yards and three touchdowns. 2020 had 41 catches for 450 yards and eight touchdowns. So this guy has continuously gotten better and better. And he's only 25 years old, going to be 26 going into this next season. A, a guy that has continuously improved and still in his prime. I mean, you talk about a guy that not only can he, we talk, we pride our tight ends and being able to do both, right? To be able to block and somebody that's able to receive. John U. Smith, I think, uh, for all of these tight ends that we mentioned, is probably the most complete tight end at being able to do both, which is why I think his name is a lot more closely monitored by the Colts because of what he's able to do on both sides. Yeah, and you, you know, you kind of threw me for a loop there. I thought you were going to say Hunter Henry for a second, who's another guy we'll talk about in a second. <laughs> but I think overall, like for you, like you said, like from a receiving standpoint, which he's pretty solid in, and also a blocking standpoint, he's the most complete tight end in this free agency class. I agree with you there. So I think that's why he's probably the best prospect overall, even if the receiving numbers don't match a Hunter Henry or one of those guys like that. Overall, he's he's a very solid guy. He's still young. He's got a lot of potential. I kind of look at Jonu Smith, man, as like he's shown flashes, but I feel like there's so much more you can tap into with him. And you can mold him. And he, he's continued, like you looked at the stats, he continued to get better and better every single year. And you put him in a more tight end friendly offense in Frank Reich's system, I feel like he, he could be potentially a really, really good match there. Like it could be mm -hmm. really, he could have by far his best season statistically with Frank Reich, you know, scheming him up and getting him in the right position and stuff like that. Because let's be frank, like Tennessee – I mean, they didn't use him, I feel like, as much as they should have used him, honestly. I mean, they, when you have Corey Davis, when you have A.J. Brown, uh, Johnny Smith was kind of playing like the number four option, including Derrick Henry. So mm -hmm. saying that, he comes to Indianapolis where they use him in a more prominent role. I could see his numbers going up. And he's also a willing blocker, which we know, like you said, how much the Colts value that in their tight end. So Johnny Smith I'd be happy with, honestly. For as young as he is, the potential he has – I think it could potentially be a really good fit there with Indianapolis. And I think with Jonu Smith as well, you know, when you get a guy like him, there's a lot less pressure for the Colts to get a top tier wide receiver 
because you're getting somebody like John U. Smith to help take over that role. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. All right, next guy. Since we men- since you mentioned his name, we might as well just continue with it, and that's Hunter Henry, the tight end from the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Hunter Henry, I mean, this guy was you know very highly regarded when coming out of college. Uh, he's only 26, going to be 27 uh, here this next year in December. In 2020, had 60 catches for 613 yards and four touchdowns. That was even with, you know, everything that was going on with the Chargers and how dis- dysfunctional that whole team really was and having to deal with everything that was going on. But in his first year in the league, which a lot of people point to, his first year in the league and the uh, in the 2019 year were his best years uh, coming out of the league. Had 36 catches for 500 yards and eight touchdowns in 2016. That was back when... The Chargers were still in San Diego, believe it or not. Wow. And 2019 uh, had 70 or uh, 55 catches for 650 yards and five touchdowns. So, you know, again, the numbers are not extraordinary, but he certainly is one of the uh, better tight ends in the game when we look at receiving. Yep. Um, you know, Hunter Henry's name definitely makes a lot of sense for the Colts, but I know a lot of people have had their concerns about him and you know we just talked about John U. Smith being the uh, most complete tight end and being able to run and block or run block and catch Hunter Henry might have some issues there what's your thoughts on this one Cody mm-hmm. yeah you said it he might have some issues he will have some issues run blocking that's not his forte and I was actually surprised at the I don't want to say lack of production but the numbers weren't like I thought they were going to be for Hunter Henry they're not that far off from John U. Smith honestly um so yeah, you know, obviously he can't really run block that well. And also just the injury history as well. I think those give me a little bit of pause and I understand why some people are kind of like off the Hunter Henry hype train here. Uh, so I totally get that. But no, you're right. He does offer probably the best option, maybe depending on how Zach Ertz pans out, if he can get back to form. I mean, from an age standpoint and also from a potential standpoint, in the receiving game at least, he probably gives you the best option. Um, from a vertical threat. So I like Hunter Henry, but uh, you know, there's some concerns as well with him. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's go to another tight end here. We got two more to go. And that is Gerald Everett, a tight end out of the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, He's going to be 27 in June, 6'3", 240 pounds, has decent size this last season. Uh, had 41 catches for 417 yards and a touchdown. Again, just not somebody that has really, he's really not had a lot of chances to really blow the steam off of this because, you know, the wide receiver group for the Los Angeles Rams has been quite extensive. And uh, forgive me, I think it's Higby, right? That's the other tight end for the Rams. Yeah, Tyler Higby, who's been like just, going off as of recently. He's been one of the better tight ends in the league this year with stat wise. So, you know, Gerald Everett's also taking a step back from that, but again, Gerald Everett, another young improving tight end that, I mean, you know, can really start to do a lot of damage. I mean, he he had his most receptions, had his most yards this year. I mean, he has continued to improve and be able to, and 
also the amount of t- uh, catches that were resulting in first downs, his best catch rate. I mean, you know, the, the, the stats that really matter that show you the improvement of a young player like a Gerald Everett is showing you that he's improving slightly every year uh, amongst everything else that's going on with the Rams. So, you know, another name that won't break the bank, but if the Colts decided to try and bring him in, this could be a good option for him. He could be a sneaky good signing here for compared to the other tight ends that are going to cost a decent amount of money. I mean, John, John Smith, I mean, Gerald Everett, he, I think he could be a really solid under the radar, Chris Ballard signing a guy that hasn't had a lot of opportunities. Like you mentioned, Tyler Higby's kind of taking that number one role. So you give him more of an exp- expanded role here with the Colts. And that could be a really nice find there by Chris Ballard. And you're not paying him a ton of money either. So uh, I like Joe Everett, quite honestly. Uh, he's a really under-the-radar guy that I'm watching. And if the Colts go after him, I would be a very happy man. Oh, I totally would too. All right, let's go to the last guy here that we have. And that is Dan Arnold. He originally came in as a, a wide receiver, but actually is a tight end now for the Arizona Cardinals, uh, six, six, 220 pounds. So again, you know, one of those taller guys, it just really doesn't have a lot of bulk on him. Uh, in 2020, uh, had 31 catches for 438 yards and four touchdowns. So in limited play, Dan Arnold really made the best of that situation. You know, didn't start in a lot and started in like a third of his games played for, believe it or not, um, in 2019, he actually played for three different teams in 2019 when he was getting uh, traded around, uh, just getting traded around the league, um, and then finally ends up in Arizona and you know had some uh, good play. And I, I really was impressed with you know just the, his continuing of improving his playability and you know it kind of concerns me that he's only 220 pounds. It's a small guy and a um, you know, for, for the way that the, uh, Colts like to run the football, you know, that kind of concerns me a little bit with that kind of ability, but you know, again, another sneaky pick that, you know, probably wouldn't cost you a lot to consider. Right. And I feel like he can continue to bulk his frame, you know, just being converted from a wide receiver. Um, I feel like he's just got room to grow here and he's six, six, like you said. So he is ginormous as a human being. Um, he's about, I think he's about the same height as Mo Ali Cox. So he's more of a physical freak type of guy too. And you know, this would be more of a low risk, high reward signing potentially for the Colts. I still think even if you signed a guy like Dan Arnold, you might still go double dip in free agency and get a tight end, or maybe you're drafting a tight end then. Uh, but you're right. He, From a physical standpoint, I like what he brought this last year there to, to the Cardinals. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if I'd be comfortable with him being, like, the only signing you make at tight end. I think if you do sign him, you might bring back, like, Trey Burton or something like that. Um, just continue to try to, to, to work on some of these project type of guys. Um, but, you know, for what he is, I thought he had a pretty solid season. Wouldn't be opposed to giving him a look either. Absolutely. All right. Let us know what you guys think about the tight end group. Who would you like to consider? Who would you not consider? Who's somebody that we missed that you think we should try and get? For Cody and myself, thank you guys so much. We're going to continue to bring out more of these before the free agency period starts. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, go Colts. (laughs) 